for tuning in to the New Vision Podcast. Our prayer is that this talk builds your faith, brings clarity, and gives you hope. Enjoy the message. Man, today is one of those days where I wish I could sing. Like, man, they were singing my favorite songs. I can't sing very well, so I have to be quiet. But, man, I wish I could sing. Ugh. It has been a week. Um, this past week, something um, kind of unexpected happened. Um, our kids play basketball. Jordan plays basketball. Lex plays volleyball. And, and there's a couple of nights where we carpool together to get kids to and from. And, and so it was our night to pick up for basketball. And so Mel is waiting outside of the school where Jordan and three of his 11-year-old friends are going to jump in the car. She's going to take them home. And she calls me and she says, hey, um, the car won't start. I was like, man, that's weird. Like, the car won't start? She's like, yeah. Like, I tried to put the window down. It's like halfway down. It won't go back up. I was like, okay, well, like, no, it's not really a problem because we have this, we have this charger in our car that actually will jumpstart your car. And so I was like, hey, I'm on my way up there. Like, it'll be no problem. So I get up there. You know, I'm, I'm very prepared. Like, I have my fuzzy, uh, my fuzzy Crocs on. Um, I have my comfy clothes on. I just threw on a jacket. Because, like, I'm going to be in and out. You know, I'm going to come and show up and be the hero. And then I got there. And one thing that we didn't know before that night is that in order for this uh, jump box to actually work, it has to be charged to at least 50% to jump the car. It was charged at 32%. And so it would work as a flashlight. It would charge your phones. It would air up the tires, but it will not jumpstart the car. So we just, you know, people were leaving. We're like, hey, do you got jumper cables? And, you know, people were looking at us like we were speaking foreign languages. No, I don't know what jumper cables are. And they were just leaving, right? And so I was like, you know what? I got the charger. We'll just charge it up. No big deal. So I'm sitting there waiting, and it goes really quick. I'm like, yeah, five minutes is going to be like, it's going to be 50%. And so like about an hour and a half after waiting, um, I was like, I need to find someone with jumper cables because this is ridiculous. So I'm, I'm asking people again as they leave, like no one's got jumper cables. So I start texting um, friends that are close by. And thankfully, Ian Atkinson responded to the call of distress. And because we have jumper, yeah, you can clap for Ian. I still owe him lunch. So, so Ian's like, hey, I got jumper cables. I'll come up to the school. So he drives up to where we're at. Now Mel, Mel took the other car. She dropped the boys off. And then she came back up because she was like, I feel so bad that you're just sitting there. And I'm like, well, I'm so well-dressed. Like everybody's pretty much ignoring me. Um, so we're, we're waiting. Ian pulls up and he grabs his jumper cables. And he was like, okay, I've never done this before, but here's the cables. I was like, cool, man. Like, let's, let me show you. It's, it's, hopefully easy. So we popped the hoods, you know, and I was like, hey, the red goes on red, black goes on black. It's positive and negative. You want to hook those up correctly. Like it really does matter. Right. And so we get it done right. I get to go home. We're all excited. And, and it made me think back to a time where um, I, re- I, I actually got to experience why it matters that you put the right cables on the right posts of the battery. I worked at a car dealership when I was uh, about 16, 17, and, and a car was dead, and I was like, man, I got this. And we had these big jump boxes, and so I connected it, and I go to start the car, 
And it was, a, it was a Dodge Grand Caravan. I remember like it was yesterday. I'm still sitting in the car right now. I turn it, and I was like, man, that's weird it didn't jump. And then like this little bit of smoke started coming up. I was like, that's not right. I clicked it off. I go out, and I grabbed the jumper cables off. I didn't know like that that was a good bad thing, right? Like the battery could have exploded. All these different things could have happened. And, and so I, I tell you all of that to get you to this simple truth that there is danger when you put a net, where you put a negative, where there's supposed to be a positive. There is a danger when we put negative thoughts or words where there should be positives. We can do damage to ourselves, to what we believe that we can do with our lives. We can do damage to other people. I mean, if you begin to think about it, like some of us have decided already that we're a failure because we failed at something one time. We got a bad review at work and that just took all the wind out of our sails. Or, or maybe when that happened, we realized that everything that everyone had ever told us about how we'll never Fill in the blank, all that had to be true. Or, or maybe it's not that. Maybe it's, it's the moments where you're, you're convinced right now the lies that the enemy has been feeding you about your marriage, that it's done, it's stuck, it's never gonna be over. The only way it's gonna get better is you get out. Like It's all about you, your happiness. It's broken beyond repair. All of these things, we, we get stuck. We lose someone close to us and and instead of bringing God closer or inviting him into that space, we, we suddenly stiff arm him and feel as if he's punishing us, as if he's angry with us. And at other moments, life is, has brought us to these places where we just feel like God can never use us again. All because we put negatives where there are supposed to be positives. And I would... I would like to think, and, and I imagine this, that when, when we came up with the theme, Here Comes Heaven, I, I wanted it to be something that would help you stick out your chest and tell the enemy, like you're telling a bully, like, hey, my big brother's on the way. Here, here comes heaven. Just wait for a moment. But instead of that, sometimes we shrink back to almost as if here comes heaven is like Jesus is coming with that Santa Claus is coming to town feeling. Like he's got a list and, and it's full, not of names of great people, but names of people that have fallen short. And we feel like Jesus has come to boss us around to tell us that we're not good enough, that we won't measure up, that no matter how hard we try, it'll never be enough. But we do it anyways. We give him our best. We, we try hard. We try to straighten up and, and act right. And we try to be good and we try to be perfect so that God will love us. He'll accept us. He'll bless us. When I pray, he'll listen. When I'm struggling, he'll help me. We try to do all of those things to make him proud of us. We do our very best to be perfect. But our very best at times falls a little short or a lot short. And we know that feeling when we've let people down and we imagine that it's magnified when we let God down and then here he comes. When we mess up, there he is right there. Oh, that's one more time. I'm just gonna write that down. And he takes note of our weaknesses and our insecurities, our failings. He's writing down our sins. And when he's done writing, he looks up at us and he just shakes his head in frustration and disappointment. But what if we got that all wrong? 
What if, what if we've put a negative where there's supposed to be a positive? If Jesus didn't come to be one more voice that tells us that we need to do better and try harder and, and reach higher, then we need to take a look this morning to discover why he actually came. This morning, my message is titled, Here Comes Change. Let's pray together. God, we ask once again for your presence to speak to us. Lord, as we spend time together and in your word, we ask that your word would search our hearts, that it would challenge us and change us. Lord, I pray that you would anoint me to communicate your word to your people, strengthen my voice today, and Lord, and help everyone to hear what you would say to them, even if it's different than what I'm saying. Let them hear your heart. Help us to understand why you came for us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So turn with me in your Bible or your Bible reading app to Luke chapter 1. We're going to read portions of the Christmas story together to see how and why Jesus came. We're going to start reading at verse 26. If you don't have a Bible or you don't have a Bible app on your phone, it's cool. We got a giant Bible in the sky. It's right there. It's going to help you. It says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. And she was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. And Mary looked at him like, Who are you talking to? Yours doesn't say that. That's just my version. All right. It says, confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. You will name him Jesus. He will be very great. He will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David, and he will reign over Israel forever and his kingdom will never end. I want you to, to first just kind of notice how Gabriel's talking to Mary, right? He, he tells her that she's favored. And, and this right here is saying that, that grace has been overwhelmingly poured out on her and God's presence is right there. It's with her, it's on her. And now, unlike maybe, maybe you grew up um, or you've heard this before, like Gabriel didn't greet her this way because Mary was already perfect. Mary wasn't sinless. Um, Mary wasn't super holy. Um, Mary wasn't worthy of praise. Gabriel wasn't showing up praising her in that moment. Because if he was, if he showed up and Mary was already all of those things, she wouldn't have been confused or disturbed at his greeting. She would have been like, I've been waiting. Where you been? Look, I got my hair done. I got my nice robe on. I've been waiting for days. What took you so long? Didn't you already know who I was? Like, none of that was her response, right? It was because Mary couldn't see what Gabriel saw. Gabriel, check this out. Gabriel was sent to tell Mary what God saw. God sent the angel Gabriel 
to Nazareth. Gabriel was sent to tell her what God saw. He greeted her this way because that's how God saw her. He was giving her a moment, a glimpse of how God saw her through his lens. She had favor because of his presence and his grace in that moment. And I love how Mary was still like, mm-hmm, okay. Um, I'm, I'm not quite sure how to take that. I would pay money to go back to that moment and insert some of you in Mary's spot just to see your reaction. Because we read this and it's like, oh yeah, Mary, cool. Man, an angel showed up. And not the one that's like, but like I imagine Gabriel, Gabriel would have been a little intimidating because every time he shows up in scripture, he's like, hey, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. So we get to this spot, right? I would love to see your faces. I would love to see the side eye, the eye roll. I would love to get video of you passing out right there, not even hearing what the angel said. You're (laughs) my favorite would be those of you when your fight or flight mode kicks in and you run. Like there would be no conversation because you'd be out the door. I would love to catch that on video. See, Mary, Mary responded in a way that, that makes it real to us. And see, she didn't see herself the same way that God did or that, that Gabriel was telling to her. And she was trying to figure out in that moment, do you got the right house? Are you talking to the right person? Oh, and he was. Because the reason why Jesus came is he came to change how you see you. He came to give you a glimpse of who he sees. And and I just want you to to picture Mary for a moment because he saw Mary. He saw this young teenage girl living in an insignificant, small, tiny town on the fringe of the kingdom. Do you realize that where she was at in Nazareth, other places in Israel didn't like her because they lived too close to the Gentiles. She lived in a tiny town, an insignificant place. She didn't belong to an influential family. But God still saw her. And not only did he see her, but he sent a messenger to help her to see what he saw. Now, God may not send an angel to you, but he will send you messages so that you can see what he sees. He sees a different you. See, when you look in the mirror, that's not the you that he sees. He sees the you that is changed by his grace that embraces his presence, that decides to walk with him. See, God wants to raise how you see yourself. He wants to raise how you value yourself. He wants to change the way that you think about yourself. He doesn't want you to wallow in failure any longer. He wants you to look for the opportunities to embrace his strength to do something that you've never been able to do before. He doesn't want your past to dictate your future. He wants you to know that his opinion is different than others and even different than ours because he knows who we really are. You see, other people may say one thing or not, but God sees someone that has worth and value and all of those things beyond measure. And he knows it's there because he put it there. He may be thinking like, no one else has ever said that to me. 
No one's encouraged me. No one's told me that I bring value to the table, that I'm worth something, that I'm favored, but that doesn't change what God sees. Others might think that they know you. Others might even be telling you what your potential looks like, but God created you with more than potential. He created you with purpose. And he doesn't just want you to reach your potential, but to walk in your purpose. And you can because he's giving you his grace and his presence to walk it out together. And the great part of all of it is he already sees it. He already sees you that way. He already sees you down the road, walking in favor, walking in his grace, walking with him step by step. He came to change how you see you. Here's Mary's response in verse 34. Mary asked, how can this happen? I'm a virgin. I love how real and honest this story is. Because if we're Mary, we're, we're going to be doing the same thing. Mary does what we do. We can't just let the incredible things that God says to us about us, his plans for our lives, just wash over us and say, man, thanks. I'll take it. We, we got to know. Okay, that's what you said. How are you, how you going to do this? How are you going to do this? Somehow feeling like if we know the how, that that will make it all work out in our head. But how does it matter? We don't, even if we knew the how, for most of us, that wouldn't make it better. Because if God tells us the how, then we want to know how many steps is the how going to take. And then how many steps we know when we get to the last step. We want to know when is the how and the what going to take place. And how long are we going to have to wait for the when? Because I don't want to waste my time waiting. I just want to get to the what and the when and the how. You see what I'm saying? Like, it never stops. And sometimes we feel like if we know it, then it'll make sense. But his thoughts aren't our thoughts. And his ways aren't our ways. And even though we think that we have to understand it in order for God to do it, that's not how it works because he came to change how things get done. Mary was confused at the how, and most of us would be too, and most of us are at different points in our lives. Who she was and what the angel said to her, they did not add up. How was all of this going to happen? So I wanna tell you this morning, if God has told you something about who you are and what he would love to do with your life, if it doesn't add up right now, that's okay, you're in good company. I wanna encourage you, man, you don't have to understand the what or the how for it to happen because the how isn't on you anymore. It's on God. His plan for your life doesn't hinge on your ability to do it, but your ability to follow. It's about following, not figuring it out. You don't have to understand. You just have to believe that how it gets done is up to him and not me. Because the reality was, as he was telling Mary what was happening next, she couldn't do what he was saying. I can't have a baby. There are some things that have to happen. Hasn't happened. So Mary had to make a choice to believe that what the angel said was exactly what God was going to do. And guess what? That same choice is up to us. 
we have to do that very same thing. We have to rely on the Holy Spirit handling the how because we can't handle the how. And even better than that, we're not supposed to be handling the how anymore. We receive the promise. It's God's job to handle how the promise gets fulfilled. And I can tell you that it's not going to make sense at times. What God says isn't going to make sense. The what, the how, all of that, how I'm involved in that, it's not going to make sense. But I can trust him with the how because of who he is. I mean, we can just look in this, in this one spot and trust who Gabriel is saying that Jesus is. He is our rescuer, our salvation. He's the Messiah. You can go back to his encounter with Joseph and the things that he told Joseph and the things that he told Mary. And he tells Mary, not just he'll be great, man. He's going to be very great. Actually, he is the son of the most high God and he will sit on a throne and his kingdom will never end. There will be no end to his rule. No one will ever dethrone him. No one can defeat him. No one can make war with him. All of these things. So whatever is going on in your life, God is faithful. He is our deliverer. He is our strength. He is our peace. He keeps his promises and he is here to handle what you can't this morning. The beauty of it is we don't have to handle what God is supposed to be handling. We don't have to keep trying to make things right because Jesus came to set things right for good. He's now just challenging us to hand him the keys and let him sit in the driver's seat and just enjoy the ride. So here's what he says next, verse 36. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her own age. People used to say that she was barren, but now, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month for the word of God will never fail. I'm going to read verse 37 back real quick because I think my mic cut out. <clears throat> it says, for the word of God will never fail. We're close. That clap's going to change at the end. I, I, love this, I love this entire interaction because I believe this, that, that as Mary is, is trying to wrap her mind and her heart around all of this, Gabriel's like, man, let, let, me, just, let me just push you over the edge here. Let, let me help you to understand how this works. You like cake, Mary? Let me throw some icing on top of the cake for you. He points to a situation that Mary would know all about. He would know how impossible it had, she would know how impossible it had been for her relative Elizabeth to have kids. And now she's old and her husband's old and the hope of having a family is now gone. There, there is no potential for legacy. There is no hope for family. That is until God showed up. And I love, I, I, I don't know if you caught the wording of the scripture, but let me read it to you one more time because I love how this is worded. It said, people used to say that she was barren. See, they used to look at her and say, this is who she was, but now she's walking around like, who am I now? 
who am I now? You can't tell me what God can't do. Look right here. Look right here. I got evidence of what God can do. And that's what God wants to do. And we may feel the impossibility. We may feel like hope is gone. We may feel like time has passed us by. We want so desperately for God to do something in our lives and through our lives. But we feel like mistakes that we've made and things that people have said have become mountains that we can't climb and God can't move. We don't feel like something great or even good can come from our lives right now, but God came to change how you see you. He came to change how things get done, and he came to change what's possible. And I love how this is worded. In some of your translations, it says that nothing is impossible with God. And in the translation that we read, it says that there won't be a word of God that will fail. And that digs us closer to what it means because God can bring life where there was none. He can remove shame. He can remove disgrace. And he gives us hope where there was none because it's not just that everything is possible. It's that if he says something, that there is not one single word that God has spoken that doesn't carry power to make it happen. So if he has told you something about you, if he has spoken over over you. If you've received it, it has taken root in your life. He has not changed his mind. If he said it, he's planning on making it happen. He does the impossible. And what he does is he gives Mary this place to look so that it increases her faith, so that she can believe that impossible is not something that God knows. So where have you forgotten to look? What has God already done in your life to show you that impossible situations are nothing for him to take care of, but you've overlooked them? What, what maybe has God done that we were supposed to grab a hold of and pull it in close and use that to spring up and let us take new steps of faith and encourage us to do what God has asked us to do, but we've just missed it? Could it be that that job that is just a job started out as a symbol of his provision. It wasn't just a job. Or maybe that diagnosis that mysteriously changed wasn't a mistake but a miracle. Maybe this will help you. As I look around this room, I can't help but see that God came to change what's possible. You all know your own stories. And I believe right now that God is speaking to you about what used to be impossible that now he's doing like it's nothing. But I can, I can look around and I can see my guy Rod sitting over there. Rod, I remember when your heart was so hard. I remember when bitterness and unforgiveness seemed to be all that you could feel. That used to be you. And I've watched God change your heart and do what seemed to be impossible and turn a hard heart into a compassionate, loving heart that is looking for ways to spread that same love to those around him. I can look around and see my friend Michael sitting over on this side. Won't you ask Mike his story? Would you ask him how many people thought he would be alive today? 
but through the grace of God and through God honoring some prayers. That man is not just sitting there, but he's giving his all to lead his family to following Jesus, changing all of who you were with still purpose ahead of you to walk into. I mean, man, I can look around and we can talk about signs and wonders. Krishana Owens, as you heard God speak to you sitting on a table waiting for a procedure that didn't have to take place because of the miracle working power of our God. And I can look a little bit more to my left and see Tamara and know that God changes things, that he's still healing in different places and at different times. And you can ask her how many times things have changed in her life. There is nothing that God can't do. He came to change what we think is possible. He came to change everything. Here comes heaven. This is what it's supposed to feel like. He came to change how you see you. He wants you to see yourself how he does. He wants you to know how he feels about you. He wants you to know that things are changing with how they get done and how things and what things are possible. He came to change all of it. For you, he came to change your family, our church, our neighborhoods, our city. Here comes heaven for you. He came for you. He came so that you wouldn't have to wonder how he cared or if he cared. He came so that you wouldn't have to wonder what he thought about you. He came to remove the doubts that have been in your hearts and your minds about if there was, is there a God? How can he, he wants you to know just how he feels about you. He came with a hope that just for one moment you would let him in. That you would let him into your heart so that he could welcome you into his family. He's hoping that you would walk with him. He's hoping that, that as he walks with you and he tells you who you are and what he sees in you and what he sees ahead for you, that he hopes that you respond and let it be. Let it be just like you've said. Even though it doesn't make sense, even though you can't do it, you don't have the strength, you don't have the ability to say, God, I'll still just walk. I'm willing to believe, I'm willing to follow you. He came today. He came to give you hope, to give you life. Jesus tells us in John 10 that many came to give you life to the full. Life that when you step, you know that you're walking in purpose. Life to the full, knowing that wherever you are, not that situations are perfect, but wherever you are, whatever you're walking into or walking through or walking out of, you can say life is full because God is walking with me. I don't know how I made it out of there, but his grace covered me. He wants to give you that life. He wants to heal your heart. He wants to make you whole if you will let him. If you're tired, if you're stressed, if you're overwhelmed, overworked, 
maybe moving a little bit slower than normal, Jesus wants to carry that load that's been slowing you down. So how will you respond? He came for you. He came to change how you see you, how things get done. He came to change what's possible. I want you to think about your response as our worship team sings. Our prayer is that this message impacted you. Please share your story and partner with us financially at newvisiongrandview.com.